Hello and welcome to another special edition of the GoCast podcast. I'm Chris, and this time I have the opportunity, the special privilege of interviewing Ash Ketchup, an AR photographer. Hi, Ash. How you doing? Good evening. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm very humbled to be here today. Well, it's, it's my honor to have you. So we're off to a great start already. Good vibes. Good, good vibes. And you did say good morning, good evening. I guess that's both true uh, for each of us. It's 1140 where I'm at right now. What time is it by you? Yep, 1840. So we're on the different side of the world, but we managed to get the time. Absolutely. So why don't we just kind of hop right into it? Uh, why don't you give a brief introduction as to who you are, uh, what you do? I already kind of, you know, gave a little sneak peek. You're an AR photographer, but what else is there to know about you, Ash? Yes, my name is Ash Ketchup. So you can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter. I basically started AR photography at the end of 2017. And I'm still doing it to this day. So yeah. That's awesome. And where are you based out of? Where do you where do you do most of your work when you're at home? So I live in Belgium. So it's not very special for it for AR, but I can manage to work around the environment here. But I love to travel. So every time I travel, I like to take Pokemon Go with me and take AR snapshots over there. So that's really a good advantage of having Pokemon Go all the time with you. Yes. And we'll talk more about the travel and um, all of that stuff and where you choose to shoot further on in the interview. But really quick, let's get some basics out of the way, because, I mean, you're an AR photographer for sure, but you play Pokemon Go as well. So I got to ask a couple of questions. Although it's like the law. I have to ask what team you play on, you know? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'm Valor. The reason why is because I I thought in the beginning I would have Moltres. It was the only option to have Moltres, but I was wrong. So... That's the reason I'm Valor. No other reason, so. Oh, you haven't gained just further respect for the team, and now it's just for the sake of being Valor? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was thinking switching to Instinct, but it's 1,000 coins, so, and I don't pay a lot of coins, and I don't <laughs> set myself a lot in gyms, so that's a big problem. Fair enough. Yeah, I think we kind of all run into that. Sometimes we get sick of our own team, um, but I think Valor is immune to that. Just saying. Anyway, what's your favorite Pokemon? I know this is the hardest question I'm going to ask today. Yes, favorite Pokemon is Raichu. So why is this my favorite Pokemon? I remember like in the first season of Pokemon, there was an episode with LT Lieutenant Search and the Raichu was like so big, it was immense. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, this Pokemon looks so cool. And I think from that from that moment on, I thought like, okay, this Raichu is really cool. So it's it sticked with me until today. So uh, yeah, that's awesome. Raichu is also in like my, my dream team of six. So yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. What's not to love about Raichu, right? Yeah. And finally, was Pokemon Go your your first Pokemon title, or have you been playing along since I don't know, maybe Inception? I think I started when I was, uh, when Pokemon Red and Blue released, I was maybe six years old, so I don't remember a lot of it. I know I played it. I also played Silver and Gold. Uh, I played everything except for like Gen 4, 5, 6. Uh, but the game that uh, stick with me the most was Pokemon Snap. So it's not like a main series game, but that's probably the game I played the most when I was younger. And that is of no surprise, considering what you're doing nowadays. Yep, yep. yep. So the day that uh, the day that AR released, I was like, okay, it's a, it's a dream come true. Okay, so then how about a harder question? Aside from AR photography, what is your favorite aspect of Pokemon Go? 
favorite aspects is probably one of the newest ones is sending gifts to everyone. So it may be maybe a bit weird to say that that is an aspect I like the most, but I like to send like uh, gifts to people that I think they will enjoy. For example, if I see a Pokestop with a musician and I know a friend of me is really into that kind of music, I send them the gift. And also with the new stickers, we can make it even more personalized. Uh, but other than that, uh, I don't play as much. So I do my daily catch, I do my daily spin. And other than that, I mostly photograph Pokemon. So for that reason, uh, my Pokedex is not that filled yet. So I think I'm at 500 the last time I checked. So Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's, still yeah. not, that's still not a little, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I still have a way to go. But yeah, when, when I go out, it's mostly taking photos and catching what I see. But... I'm not like a hardcore player or something. And that's awesome. I mean, this game is great because it lets people shine in their own way that they choose to play. So I, I think that's completely awesome. Um, but let's talk about your wheelhouse. Let's talk about AR photography. So I took a look at your body of work on Instagram. Um, I have, have had the pleasure of actually seeing your work in Twitter in line in my timeline more often than not. I hadn't gone through and just scrolled through and browsed your full catalog until uh, very recently. And I went all the way back to the front because I was kind of curious. I'm always curious to see where people start and then look at the most recent thing and see how far they've come. And so we'll just kind of talk about that via words instead of visuals, I suppose, since this is an audio podcast. Uh, but your first post on Instagram was on January 8th of 2018. It's this great shot of a magic carpet. It looks like it's behind a boat. Yeah, we were, we were actually we were on a boat and I, I took the photo. Yeah, but actually... Um... I have to uh, commit, it was not my very first photo I posted. So I think there were okay. about about six photos before that, but they were really, really bad. So I decided, okay, I will delete those and continue from then on. But after okay. that, I, th I thought like, okay, if there's something in the Instagram timeline I don't like as much, I will just keep it there and people can see when they scroll back, okay, the style really has improved or changed over the years. And you can see the evolution, I think. I, I think that's nice to see. I think so too. Yeah, I, I absolutely love seeing that. And I think it's it's pretty obvious with your work. It was kind of, it was, it was a joy to kind of, to scroll through everything. But yeah, that was going to be my question, if that was your first AR picture or not, because even that yeah. first one is way better than anything I've, I've done <laughs> <laughs> in the course no. of trying to figure no. it out. No, uh, no. I, I, I think uh, I started like the end of 2017, but really when AR Plus uh, came out, I started to doing AR more frequently. So that's also when you see like, I think it was beginning of 2018, you see more, more pictures uh, on my timeline. Okay, awesome. Good. So then what is it about AR and Pokemon Go that you like so much? Like what hooked you? Yeah. So the thing is, uh, I really like AR Plus. So when that uh, came out, you had the option to really go around Pokemon in 3D. Like before, you had this Pokemon, you could spawn it, but it looked like a 2D image on the environment. So it was like mm -hmm. not so real. And when AR Plus came out, uh, you could really take more immersive shots. So that was really a um, nice aspect. And also, I like to do AR photography when I travel. And I keep those photographs as like a souvenir or like a memory uh, from the places I visited. So 
that's also a, nice. a big plus, I think, from uh, for AR. It's like a little postcard to yourself, so you remember. That's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also this the thing, really nice. also the thing about when I visit um, other people in other countries, I take photos of them next to their favorite Pokemon, and then I have a souvenir of the people I met together with their Pokemon. Yeah, there's a really great photo that I've seen resurface a couple of times. Is that picture of Pello with the Celebi effect between his hands? Yeah, I think I started uh, with Celebi effect. So you see this green swirl. I started doing it first with a picture of myself. But then I thought, okay, it would be cool if I meet people around the world to have the same photograph of the Celebi with a guy or a girl having their arms and hands open and have the Celebi in between it. So... I took the photo with Pello. I think I also took it with a guy I met in Spain and also with the guy I met in Singapore. But actually the thing um, now, they excluded this swirl from the AR part of the game. So I finally uh, could catch my celebi after having it for almost two years in my inventory, in in my research uh, inventory. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of sad, but it's kind of nice that they released you from that. You know, you're like, I don't have to save it anymore because it doesn't mean anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think actually it was last week I first uh, caught my Celebi, so I'm a bit behind, a bit. Oh well, that's again, that's completely fine. You had to save it as a prop, otherwise you wouldn't be able to do those cool photos. Yeah, that's the thing, and that it's really nice of AR to look at components of the technology to make it different like from normal AR snapshots. For example, the Celebi, or you also have the Mew, which could turn uh, like invisible. I do not know if you remember, but I had this glass ball and I had the uh, invisible Mew inside of it. So I took photos of that, but lately, or uh, I think a couple of months ago, they also excluded the feature from the game. So I could uh, catch, catch the Mew too. Well, hey, you know, I guess it's uh, there are worse things to have your hand forced than catching mythical Pokemon, I suppose. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Plus, it's kind of nice, right? Because it, it's like an excuse to, to find something else to do. It's a little bit sad, but it's, it's kind of like the universe being like, all right, go try something different, you know? Yeah, like, that's yeah. Kinda, that's that's kind of nice. Thing. Right. So uh, really quick, we did just mention, I don't want to pass it by. We mentioned Pelo, who is a fellow AR photographer uh, and friend of yours. Um, but the AR fam is something that I won't. I, I, I just don't stop hearing about it from, from the AR photographers that I actually get the chance to talk to. So can you talk a little bit about the AR fam? Because I know you are a part of it. So the AR fam has grown exponentially like the last year or two. I think when I started in 2000 and 2017, 2018, we had common names like uh, Pokemon Snaps, Bobby. We had Pelopogo, we had uh, GC Picks. And then suddenly a lot of people joined, they joined and we started the group chats on Instagram and we had like 30 people. And then, okay, on Instagram, you have this limit that you can only, I think now add 32 people. Uh, so we couldn't add any more people, but still the AR fan kept growing and growing. So uh, I know Mortal Adventures started uh, the Discord. And I don't know by heart how many people there are on now, but I think it's in the hundreds. So wow. yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a really nice group because these people, they, they try to promote each other and they try to work together to make the best photographs possible. And they say like, okay, I saw this picture of you. How did you do this? What was your technique? How did you edit it? Which apps did you use? 
So it's really nice. The community or the AR family is really like working together. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I think that's pretty much like the spirit of Pokemon Go manifest in a social group. Like that collaboration, that helping each other out, helping each other improve sort of thing. And it's really interesting because if you look at other spaces, and this is true of the podcast space and the YouTube space as well, when you look at the content creators for Pokemon in general, like we have this nice collaborative, uplifting sort of um, behavior and personality about it that isn't true in the, in other gaming spheres. <laughs> yeah, so I can it's imagine. Just so, it's just so neat to to hear yeah. about because I'm not I'm not an AR photographer, like I mentioned at the top. I'm just not gifted with that with that ability. Your first photo again blows literally mine out of the water. You can, you, you can, you can do it, Chris. You just have to press. Yes, I, I'll, I'll take some time. Maybe after, after we talk some tips and tricks yeah. and learn about your process here, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll be inspired. Yeah, I, but I think that's also the beauty because there's no win or lose. Like everyone has their own style, and they are different from each other. So. Right. Yeah, that's hard to argue that too. Before we talk about the tech and your process and stuff, I did want to touch on something that's really interesting it's hard to be a pokemon go player that's you know even marginally invest in the game and not know what pokemon go hub is and you do some work with pokemon go hub so i I thought i'd ask you to kind of talk about your relationship the sort of work you do over there the sort of content that you create over there so we can plug that and that wonderful site yep go hub i think it was around 2018 uh we had the discord server over at go hub and we have a section uh for ar so back in the day, they were asking people, oh, okay, do you want to be like an AR master, how they call it back then? And it was a group of 10 people, which I was included in. And uh, each month we had this AR showcase. So for example, um, there was a call and uh, the call said, okay, for next month, you can photograph your best water Pokemon, for example. And then uh, next month, the article released with all the photos from the community. And then in this article itself, we had a different or a separate section for the AR masters uh, photographs. Okay. So we had a separate like uh, showcase for ourselves. So that was really nice to work together with those people. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Okay, the time has come. I'm I'm really excited to dig into this. I want to talk a little bit about the the your experience with AR photography. It's been out for I mean several years now, and it's grown a lot. And because of that, the sort of photography that everybody is able to produce has also improved due to just some of the factors and stuff. Um, so the tech's come a long way since 2018. I don't think there's any arguing in that. So has this affected your approach to taking AR shots in general, or do you still have kind of the same general approach, just the tools are a lot nicer? I think I think it's still the same, like uh, what I do from the beginning, but the tools we have provided now are much more uh, detailed. For example, with the AR Plus, as I said before, you can now like look around the Pokemon, you can take photos from the back to have a more immersed feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. Also recently, we had uh, the release of AR blending. I don't know if you have seen this, but now you can put Pokemon behind an object. It's not that good yet, so you can see still some pixels or like <laughs> uh, parts of the Pokemon cut off, which makes some funny shots sometimes. So, uh, but I think when this evolves more and more over the coming year, it will make it even more immersive. So I would say. My take on AR remained the same over the years, but we just got more and more opportunities to make the shots look better and better. 
That's awesome. I think it kind of begs the the question then, uh, what your current process is to taking AR shots. Basically, I just go out and shoot. I don't have in my head something like, okay, today I want to photograph this magmar in this setting. No, I just go out, I walk, and I see, for example, uh, in my city, I have a nice hill. And then I type in my Pokemon inventory. Uh, I type in flying, and then I see all the flying Pokemon. And then I choose a Pokemon in that list, which would look nice in that setting. So it can be either a Pokemon if it just fits within the environment. So, for example, if I go to a forest, I tap in grass or bug. And then I have a list of Pokemon which would fit nicely in this environment. That that's mostly how I how I approach uh, the way of doing AR. Okay. So, do you do regular photography in addition to AR photography, or is AR photography kind of like your window into the photography world? No. So I don't do any other f- photography, but I started with uh, Pokemon AR. So it really teach me a lot about how to position Pokemon. For example, I learned from GC uh, popping Pokemon that you have this technique of the rule of thirds. So you have the Pokemon placed like in one corner of the photograph, which makes a nice uh, image overall. So there were things like this, um, which uh, transmitted from normal photography to Pokemon AR photography that I learned gotcha. through through this. Yeah. Okay, well, that's awesome. Yeah, because I'm always curious to ask, and I want to ask you as well, like when you're picking a position, because that's what you were saying, you just kind of go out. You don't have like a an ideal composition in mind when you head out. You're just like, well, what's going to appeal to my eye today based on, you know, weather conditions, where I happen to be, time of day, all that sort of stuff. When you do see that spot, when you're like, hey, I think this would be a great place to take an AR photo. What exactly are you looking for? Is it is it light? Is it, um, you know, just you like the look of the place? Are there particular factors that you look for? Yeah, it, it really depends. Uh, for example, when I was talking about like the hill in my city, uh, you don't have yeah. a lot of, of objects around. So it's mostly just the sky. So in this, like this example, I try to position Pokemon as like on the side of the photograph so it has a nice composition but other than that uh, when there are certain objects I really try for example I had this photo of Scraggy Uh, I posted it I think around June this year on my Instagram and I had this tree with uh, a ladder next to it and I decided to put Pokemon on top of the ladder so it looked like it was walking down the ladder so i think you have to be a bit great creative uh with the objects you have around you and really look like okay how can i use this prop or this prop to make the photograph interesting well yeah. there's also another like half to that equation too right so once you've taken that shot once you've plugged that creativity into it like you said well first of all i don't think i would have looked at that ladder and been like i'm gonna put a pokemon on that that's that's awesome <laughs> that's really really cool yeah. but the other half of the equation is of course the the back-end production um and i know yeah. this this is where creators vary quite a lot i mean yes the composition of the original photo can vary wildly but the editing process afterwards yeah. is where a lot of people kind of experiment and try new things so yeah. i'm kind of curious um is there like a particular style? Would you generally say that there is a particular style to the photos that you take? So I think the style I've tried to go for is to make the Pokemon blend into the environment. 
So I try to make uh, the photo look as soft as possible and the Pokemon doesn't look like a cartoony image uh, on top of the real environment. I think that's the style that I'm going for. But on the other hand, you can see people doing the complete opposite. Uh, for example, they make the picture very like cartoony, but it's also very nice because it's a whole different style, but it also fits within the aspect of Pokemon. But for me, for myself, I try to make the Pokemon look like it's there. I think that's the magic of the, of the tool in general, right? And so just, you know, anything you can to make that even more real just kind of makes it shine even more. That's really cool. Is there a particular suite of programs that you use to edit your photos? And, and what sort of, do you edit them on your phone? Do you edit them on a computer? What's your usual workflow? So everything goes from the phone. So I first start to take the photos. So I take around, it really depends on the situation, but it can range about 2,200 pictures per session. Then I select the best photos. And then I go first to an app called Snapseed. In this app, I try to enhance the shadows of the Pokemon. So for example, if the sun was coming from the left side, then I would enhance the shadows on the right side of the Pokemon. So it looks like the Pokemon is really in the environment. Then for the next step, my last step, I go to Lightroom and I try to make the colors uh, uh, pop less so it doesn't look as cartoony as it is um, straight unedited from within the app. Are there programs that you'd recommend uh, differently for like a beginner or would you recommend that they go in and use Lightroom and Snapseed, for example? Yeah, I really think Snapseed is a recommended app for beginners or people who don't have experience with it because it basically covers all the basic stuff you need to uh, do in, in editing a picture. Uh, other apps, maybe PixArt, is also really nice because it has a lot of filters, but these filters are more, how can I say, more artsy. Uh, and they look, for example, you can replicate your photo as if it was a, a painting or something. Uh, it's something you can try out, but mostly I would recommend Snapseeds. Maybe on iPhone you have PhotoFox. It's also really nice. Also has a lot of options that Snapseed has. And you also have the option to layer certain uh, images if you want to. Oh, yeah, that's layers are an incredibly powerful thing, especially yeah. on an iPhone app. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Cool. I've got a question. I have one question. This is more for me personally, for my curiosity about the kind of format that your content has gone through over the years. I was going through your Instagram, like I said earlier, there have been a few times where your photos have kind of taken a consistent turn in the way that they're formatted in general. You began with a full square image. Then you went to a wider frame with white borders, and then you put your, your name in there, Ash Ketchup, your branding in yeah. there as well. And then you went to black borders, and now you seem yeah. to be back to full square images. Yeah. So is, is there a reasoning behind these adjustments, or is it just kind of like, a, you know, I'm really envisioning it this way, and you just kind of wanted to change, or was there like a real reason for it? So the, the first part you mentioned that I was going for like... Uh, the square, so we have the white borders on top and below the photo, was because I, at that time I bought a new iPhone, so iPhone XS, and the aspect ratio of those photos were like more uh, white. So I used the program to have the picture as a whole. So for example, if you would upload a picture with an iPhone XS, uh, you would not have the whole picture on Instagram. So you would also lose part of the picture on the left or on the right side. That's the reason why I went with the borders. 
Then I switched to the black borders because Instagram uh, decided to implement uh, the dark theme, so on phones. And then it looked nicer if it was like all black and have a consistent feel. Uh, then for the last part, I went back to just posting the full picture, which meant that I always lose like a certain part of the image. But now when I take an AR photograph, I always envision myself that I have to take the picture a little more white. So at the end, I know some parts will be cut off. Yeah, it's a thing from Instagram. Uh, that you have to deal with. That's basically the the evolution. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting the sort of trade offs you have to do. You're like, I'm losing a little bit of real estate on the left and right sides of the yeah. photo, but at the same time, in the feeds, it makes it larger, right? And sometimes you want yeah. that effect of that just popping. I like that. Yeah, and I also think on phones uh, and the Instagram app, it looks better when you see the whole picture, like the thumbnail. You see the whole picture, like not with the borders. But I think it's also a personal preference. Okay, so with that in mind, we just talked about the limitations of Instagram. I kind of want to backtrack a little bit because I, uh, I I wanted to talk about this back when we were talking about AR, AR tech, but are, are there any improvements now that you've had, you know, several years with OnHand's experience with this app? They've made a lot of improvements, but are there any improvements yet still that you would like integrated into the Pokemon Go app side of their AR tech photo taking technology? I think there are several aspects I would like to see in the future. I think Pelopogo talked about it on this last episode and it was implementing offline AR. For example, when you are in a location, you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have um, service, you cannot do AR because you need it to place a Pokemon. So that would be nice if we would have like an option to photograph Pokemon offline. Uh, second, maybe I would like to implement or see implemented uh, attacks so we have a like menu. So for example, you can have a mudkip and it can you can push a button and it does a bubble beam, for example. I think that would be a nice addition. Uh, lately, or I think it was in February, we had the option to set our Pokemon as a body. And this option also gave us more uh, freedom in terms of AR, because now you can tap or double tap the Pokemon and both ways give different attack animations of the Pokemon. And I think this is nice, and they can also implement, uh, for example, attacks to the Pokemon. You have this button, and you say attack one, attack two, and it would uh, lead to a more immersive photograph. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I also encountered those those improvements, but I just played around with them. I didn't think about applying them to art at all. That's that's really really cool. Yeah, so that pretty much doubled what you guys were able to do with some of the the base the base raw footage that you were taking, right? Yeah. So this seems like an appropriate time to ask a listener question from a patron named Zach. And he wants to know how you kind of overcome the challenge of getting high quality photos using the Pokemon Go app. Now, maybe you can speak more to this, but I was under the impression that there was some sort of cap on the quality of the photo. It's not necessarily um, how it doesn't access the full potential of the phone camera, right? There is some sort of upper limit. Yeah, it's actually a very good question because if you compare... A photo taken from your phone just without Pokemon Go and you compare it to an AR photograph, you can see the quality has gone down uh, a lot. Like it becomes more pixelated and you can really not compare it to a normal photograph on your phone. Uh, I think, yeah, that's basically because of the AR technology. 
which needs some processing, I think. Uh, but how you can overcome this is by post-editing. I always try to add a little bit of sharpness in Lightroom to the, to the picture and also maybe a little bit of structure. It's also another component within the app. And if you boost those two aspects, you can overcome a little bit uh, the grain which occurred from the uh, AR photograph. I think other than that, I don't do, do a lot. So I think also the phone you're shooting on also makes a lot of difference. So I'm now on an iPhone XS, which I think has a quite good camera. If you, for example, before I had an iPhone 7, and you can see a big difference between the AR photographs. So that's, that's the second thing that also makes a big difference. So there's no like amazing hack that all of you guys at the top are doing where you're able to access the camera. You, you literally have to take the photo like everybody else does and then try to meet halfway with editing in the back end. No, it's actually all magic. <laughs> all right, I'm willing. I'm going to cut the rest of that out. I'm just going to leave that. It's just magic. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. We'll get back to another question from Zach later on. But before we move into the travel aspect, which I'm very excited to talk to you about, I got to ask, since we just talked about your technique and your approach, do you currently have a, a goal in mind for, you know, your online presence with all of your accounts, maybe in a social media sense? Like, what is your goal right now with what you're doing with your work? I think uh, I have several goals. Maybe a main goal would be to work together with more people. In the past, I've worked together with several people doing collabs, but I think a goal for me is to work together with more and more people. For example, uh, last week I saw a new account popping up and I said like, oh, okay, we can do something together. For example, this guy has uh, 100 followers uh, and I can try to boost his follower base by doing a collab. I think that that's something nice to do. Other than that, I know numbers are not everything, but on Instagram, I'm close to uh, 10K now, which is maybe like a goal, I see. Congratulations, because, yeah. first of Thank all. You. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I have the account now almost three years, so I think it's, it's a good achievement. Uh, because also when you have 10K, you can start putting these uh, links in your stories. And I think it would be nice to... Uh, direct people to certain articles or help them with their AR and uh, direct them directly to uh, such a website. So that I think it's a good advantage. Yeah, that's an incredible goal. And I think it's, it's yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people hesitate to say follower numbers and stuff, but I didn't realize that, that at that point you unlock other things that you can do on Instagram. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. I had no idea. I just learned that right now. Literally yeah, yeah. real time while we're recording. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's nice. It's nice. It's it's a nice advantage of having 10K because yeah, followers is not everything. But when you have 10K, you have this perk that you can advertise some links into your story, like the swipe up, uh, you know, the swipe up. Oh, yeah. Link. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I thought I just didn't know what I was doing when I was messing with Instagram. Turns out wasn't popular enough. 
so I'm I'm really excited to hear about travel. It's one okay. of the coolest things to ask, especially members of the AR fam, because all y'all like to travel and meet up and go to these different places and take photos and, and compare and contract all that stuff. I'm very excited to talk about it. So before we kind of get into some of the meat and potatoes of it, what's a brief overview of places you've traveled and taken AR photos in the past? I think from 2018 on, uh, I first visited uh, the US. So I started in New York. I went to Washington, I went to Orlando, and then to Miami. So that was a nice trip in the US for me. The year after, I went to Spain, and also the same month to Singapore. So those were like three main travels uh, for me. So if you scroll on my Instagram, you will still see pictures uh, from those travels. Yeah. That's cool. That's really, really cool. It's neat that you can kind of like look back through your body of work and see like a path where you've been and, yeah. and that's really neat have you ever traveled somewhere for the express reason of, of taking ar photography or is it just is it always something that you do while you're there on a vacation or for another reason yeah i basically haven't i know in my city uh, i know the good spots so i know where to go but i haven't really traveled because of the reason of ar so yeah <laughs> Interesting. So then do you have a favorite spot that you've taken photos? Because I know that your process is more like I'm going to go out and see what I like and I'll know it when I see it. Right. So but is there like a spot that you've been to in the past? You're like, man, if I could go back there and take some more photos, I totally would because that place was rad. (laughs) I think the place I would like to go back the most is New York, because if you compare it to Belgium, it's a huge difference. And in New York, the thing I like the most was the Empire State Building. So uh, in 2018, I took a shot there on top of the building of a Swablu. So I uh, spawned the Pokemon on top of the rail. Uh, And then I let it uh, glitch. So it looked like Swablu was flying over New York City. So I think think it's probably one of my nicest experience I had with AR and and having like this immersive background uh, to feature in the photo. That's really cool. And we didn't talk about this question beforehand, but I have to ask, what is the craziest extent at which you've gone to in order to take like an AR photo? Have you ever like climbed a, a crazy building? I guess this in this case you did, but was there like any crazy adventure you had to go on to like, I need to get on top of that thing or I need to get down there and take this photo and like uh, turn into a little adventure? It's not crazy uh, building I went on or an object, but I remember being in Singapore it was like uh, 38 degrees Celsius. I was in the botanical gardens. I would say the background was really, really nice. The environment, it was so humid, like 80% humidity, 36 degrees Celsius. But I think I shot there for like one or two hours and I was all sweating. My t-shirt was wet, but I thought oh, no. like, okay, I'm only here maybe once, twice in a lifetime. So... I thought, okay, just keep going and you have a nice backlog of photos to, to post later on. So it's it's not something crazy I did, or but I think, yeah, it's, it's a sort of commitment you have to make. 100%. Yeah, I think a little bit of commitment to your craft goes a long way. Okay, before we get wrapped up here, let me talk about where everybody can find all of your great work and appreciate all of your photos. And then also take a look at some of your other content on uh, Instagram and stuff, such as sharing other people's uh, photography and you guys also do contests all the time so yeah. that's something to get plugged into as well 
We have one more question from Zach. I did tease it earlier. And his question was, if you could take AR photos of only one Pokemon for the rest of your life, which Pokemon would it be and why? My answer to this can be maybe a bit silly, but I think the most simple Pokemon can make sometimes the best pictures. For example, if, it, if I would have a, a Weedle uh, for the rest of my AR trip, I think it would be very nice because you can position it uh, almost everywhere. When you are, for example, in, in a forest, uh, it would look nice everywhere. If you would compare it to, for example, Zapdos, uh, you would need like a good environment, a convincing environment to make it look uh, like it's there. You, you see what I want to say? Yeah, like it's it's not believable to have a Zapdos in your house, but but it's yeah. it's as believable to have a Weedle in your basement as it is in your backyard, as it is on top of a building somewhere. Yeah, so I think, and that's also basically why I mostly photograph Pokemon from Gen 1 and 2, because they look more natural, for example, like, a, I don't know, Gen 6 or 7, where some, like, you have this Pokemon, I'm really bad with the names, but do you have this one Pokemon, it's like a keychain, uh, I don't know the name. Oh, Clef Key, you know? yes. Yeah, yes. and I would think, okay, it's a cool Pokemon, but where do I put this? It's like, okay, may maybe you can put it at your door. <laughs> Uh, yeah. to key it, you but... take one picture on yeah. your belt loop and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what I, what I want to say with like the most simple Pokemon can make up the best shots. Okay, that's I think that's really good advice. That's really good advice to even just consider, even though this that's not a realistic limitation that people are going to put on themselves unless you want to make a project out of it. I think that's something to definitely take into account that it's not necessarily the most flashy Pokemon all the time, but a good shot would be one that's believable, like like you're describing. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Ash, thank you so much for spending time with me and all of us listening along today. Really appreciate your insight and willing to talk about your process and just your approach to everything AR. Oh, thank you. I'm very humbled to have me today. Absolutely. And I'm honored. Like I said before, we've come full circle. Why don't we go ahead and point out the places that folks can find you and your work? Sure. So most of the time I will be active on Instagram. You can find me as Ash Ketchup. Mind the spelling, it's ketchup with T-Z-C-H-U-P. Uh, same name on Twitter. I think those are the main uh, social media I'm on. You can also check out my merchandise, which is on teespring.com slash stores slash ketchup. So there you can find uh, my merchandise. So I have uh, actually a new line coming up. So I have the first uh, line of merch, which included... Uh, ketchup bottle camera but i now have a new line and i think when you are listening at this moment it will be released and it, it's a, an artwork based on exploration so you will see a circle and inside the circle it, it's me on top of a mountain shooting a mew in its uh, invisible ball so it is based upon uh, the pokemon snap uh, because in the last level you had to photograph the mew in its ball so that's the second line uh, of merch time releasing uh, very soon. That's great. Yeah, you sent me a little preview of it while we were setting up this interview. And I was like, we have to talk about this. This is gorgeous. <laughs> the yeah, designs are you. really tight. Yeah, thank they you. look nice. Thank you. Very yeah. excited to see that out and about and maybe hopefully on people representing that at like live events and such. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. All right, Ashwell, thank you so much again for joining me today to talk a little bit about AR photography and about yourself. We'll see you guys in the next one. And thanks again. Bye-bye.